Hello guys and welcome to episode 2 of the Baggies Talk podcast. Thank you so much for all the positive messages on social media and for the people that want to get involved in this just drop me a direct message uh, and I'll put you on a list and we will get you on at some point this season to discuss everything that's happened and where you see the club going. Uh, it's been a busy week for the club this week. We've had two games and two incomings. So first, that's what we're going to discuss really today. And then uh, I asked on social media the thoughts of Sam Field. So we'll go through that and discuss what people think. Uh, the first incoming was Branislav Ivanovic, a 36-year-old centre-back that I'm sure you're all heard of uh, from his days at Chelsea. He's more recently he's been playing in the Russian League. Uh, he got, I believe he got player of the season last year so it shows that he probably still has got it but in a league that I would definitely say is a lot slower than the Premier League so time will tell on whether he will fit the pace of the Premier League or if he's just going to be more of an experienced player that will be able to help the younger players uh, during the season. We've then signed a player at the other end of the spectrum to Branislav Ivanovic, someone who's 20 and starting their career, um, which is Conor Gallagher. He had 47 games in the championship, which is unusual because there's only 46, but obviously he started his season at Charlton and then Chelsea recalled him to loan him back out to Swansea. Um, I think he will be a good addition to the squad. When I saw him last season, he played very well. And I think the style of Swansea's football matches ours. Um, so I think he will be used to the quick style of play that we now play, the attacking flair that we've got with Pereira and Diangana, and hopefully he can have more to that. I think it'll be one that Branislav Ivanovic can help from his time in the Premier League and give him that wealth of experience. So hopefully he gets a chance to come into the team and give us something that we are missing. Something that hasn't seemed to progress since last week, and I'm sure that we're all getting a little bit frustrated about, is the lack of strikers in the club that can do a job that we need in the Premier League. So, Carl and Grant, nothing seems to have happened much with Elf in Cuddersfield. Have um, dug the feet in, which rightly so, and just said, this is our offer that we will accept, and we're not going to accept any less. And obviously, Albion are struggling with the funds after signing Grady Diangana, but Diangana was an opportunity that we could not miss out on. So, I think it could be... Um, going deep into the transfer window for us to get a strike. I have no doubt that we will get them. I just think that Slav's first choice is Carl and Grant, so they're trying to work on a deal that will happen. But if not, I think we potentially will get Gray or Deeney in. I would prefer the latter, but I think either uh, will get us goals that we do desperately need in the squad. Saying that, Callum Robinson did play very well, I thought, in the first half against Everton, holding the ball up. Um, but I do think he will play better off the wing and we need a striker that can hold the ball up a bit more. Uh, and then I think, uh, other than a striker, I'm not too sure if they're going to be looking at anyone else. I know that um, Slav wants Kravinovic, but there's been a lot of interest elsewhere and I think that is one that Slav will be gutted if we don't get over the line. Hopefully we do, but um, I've seen a lot of people on social media saying now that we've got Gallagher do we really need Kravinovic and I, I do sort of agree um, they are sort of similar players but I think Kravinovic will bring that um, he knows the squad he gets on very well with Diangana Pereira they all get on very well and I just think if you're getting on well with someone off the pitch you'll get on very well with them on the pitch so let's move on to the Carabao Cup. We had a professional win. I think that's the best way to describe it against Harrogate on Wednesday night. 
Um, it started a bit sluggish, and I thought this is going to be a struggle to watch. But then, as soon as Harper's goal went in, we controlled the game, and it wasn't ever a contest really. They never did threaten, um, and I don't think we got out of first gear. It was just a good run out for the lads. Um, two players that I was really impressed with was Carl Edwards and Sam Field. I thought Sam Field dominated that midfield very well and showed his quality. And he probably gave Slav something to think about in a position that we don't really have a player he offers that where he can just sit in front of the defence uh, and let other players bomb on a little bit. He's not one that you'll probably see get on the edge of the box and have a shot like Frank Lampard or Steven Gerrard, but he's one that will sit back and uh, help the defence out and then get that ball up the field um, for the more attacking players to get hold of it. And then obviously Edward's second half was fantastic. Um, he was just taking on players for fun and showing that flair that he has got. You'll probably recall last week I did say that um, I don't think the Carabao Cup should be anywhere near the top of our priorities. But we've got through the round and then obviously how it's working this season, um, the draws are being made a bit in advance. So we know our route through um, if needs be. So we play Brentford on Tuesday night and then if we beat Brentford we have Fulham or Sheffield Wednesday so to me that is two winnable games there'll be two hard games harder tests than Harrogate but you look at them and you think could we go on a bit of a cup run this year um Slav will probably be thinking to get a couple of the newer players in uh probably Ivanovic may play on Tuesday night I'm not sure if he'll be fit yet I'm sure Conor Gallagher will play because he can't play against Chelsea the week after so I think Slav will want to get him some minutes on the board so it depends how Slav does take this competition now I imagine against Brentford he probably will play the same side that played Harrogate um, it depends how Brentford see it as well will they want a bit of a cup run they've started well in the league so um time will tell on that to see how we get on but now we have got a chance of sort of getting through the two rounds if we put our minds to it I, I would like to see us give it a bit of a go and see where we can get in the cup. One thing that I did mention uh, over the Harrogate game was the performance of Sam Field I was very impressed I thought he dominated that midfield uh, played very well so um, I went on to Twitter and asked people their thoughts of Samfield and could he do it in the Premier League and I think everyone sort of had the same sort of reaction that he's never let us down before um, when he's played there hasn't been a game where I've, after 90 minutes I thought if Field wasn't on the pitch we, we would have got more out of the game I think he's someone that um, does bring a lot a lot to the team uh, my issue is obviously with uh, Slav he loves Soyuz um, I think for the first two games it will give him a bit of a question because there's been goals this season where Soyuz has been looking around uh, and in the Premier League you don't have time to look around and, and see what's happening you've got to be there straight away getting that ball out of the box and he has been at fault for a couple of the goals so time will tell I think Slav sees Soyuz as his starting player um, but I think if Samfield keeps performing in the cup he'll give something to think about I do I do like him uh, I think he brings the ball out of defence a lot better than what we do have um, Livermore's a very good defensive midfielder but there is times where his passing lets him down so I think if um, Field was in there with Livermore um, Livermore could obviously do all the defensive work off Field would put some more defensive work in there but I think he'd get the ball up to the strikers a lot better than the two players that we currently have in the midfield. So time will tell um, on what Slavon thinks. And yeah, we just got to hope that Samfield keeps putting in these good performances in the cup and having a selection headaches better than keeping the same team and not having any other options. So um, I think Slav will be happy with what Field did on Wednesday night and hopefully he gets another run out against a tougher Brentford side and shows that he can do it against them.
So last week I mentioned bringing on fans onto the podcast and just getting their views, uh, getting other people's views. And today we've got none other than Radio Royalty, Richie Anderson. So uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, I like, I like that intro, Radio Royalty. <laughs> I'll have to send you a £5 voucher on the post to say thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for uh, taking the time to come out. Um, the first guest on here and uh, I'm interviewing an interviewee, so he's uh, <laughs> throwing me in at the deep end, really. Oh, well, hopefully I don't let you down. I'm finding you in better circumstances, really, because I don't know about you, but when Albion have a result like they did yesterday, it just puts a damper on the whole weekend, doesn't it? It, it does, it does. It's um, it's one of them where football's our life, really, isn't it? So um, as soon as sort of you, you lose that game, you, you're waiting for the next game to, to turn your mood around. <laughs> I know, and I know, I know. If, you, if you've got people in your life that don't appreciate football as much and you're in a mood, you're sort of thinking... <laughs> I, don't I want know, to I thought so as well half because mm. I'm just so grouchy and miserable. <laughs> I'm not fun to be around. I'm really snappy, I only give short answers. Uh, and I'm, I'm worried that this season is going to have me like that most weekends. <laughs> it, it will. I was. Uh, I think I was more impressed, even though uh, we lost 5-2 uh, yesterday than the Leicester game. I think... Up until that Gibbs red card, we were pretty much in the game. Yeah, if I'm honest, Ben, I've been disappointed really with the the way we started the season, and it's yeah. not the results, uh, not in terms of the results and the scorelines, it's the fact that we've lost both games because I think Leicester are a good side. And yesterday, the way Everton have um, strengthened their side, I think they look a really good team. And I saw them last week against Tottenham, and I did them all know. Probably a long afternoon. Yeah. Um, but I think what's disappointing me really is just the, the goals we're giving away. And you mentioned we did play better um, yesterday. I thought first half and hour against Leicester, we were all yeah. you know, neat and tidy without really um, you know, causing their keeper to make a real save. And then yesterday, um, we, we started well in terms of the way we went forward. And I like the fact that you know, when we play teams who you might expect to be around us in the league this season, yeah. I think we can cause some problems. But I don't know about you, even from the very off, I was kind of watching the game through my fingers because defensively, we just look at sixes and sevens. I think a couple of minutes into the game, Calvert, is it Calvert-Lewin yeah. who got the hat-trick? Yeah. He had a header, a complete free header, which he put wide and really, um, he should have scored. And every time we were sort of going forward, I, I thought when we lost the ball and they come into our half, I thought they could have probably scored every time they had an attack. And I don't know how we've just gone to pot defensively because if you look at all the goals we've conceded so far this season two of them have been penalties yeah. and then we had the three from was it corners yesterday which yeah. were three headers yeah. the one Leicester scored was a cross into the box that was a free header Rodriguez's goal yesterday um, the, Richardson skips away from Ajoy and then when he plays it into Rodriguez he's got the freedom of the pitch to look up get his head up, pick out his shot and score the goal. Yeah. And I just don't get why defensively we're just all over the place at the moment. It's frustrating because like you said, we look like we can do a bit of damage going forward. Yeah. But if you're going to concede three, four, five goals every week, you haven't got a chance. Yeah. At this and a club like us, I feel like with the budget we've got, you've got to be hard to beat in the Premier League. We should have went one up yesterday and then the game. I know they're a good side and they were always going to come on to us. But we just we just look really open at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I said I said on the show earlier when I was doing a, a bit of a brief uh, my thoughts on the game, um, and I said Johnson gets a lot of stick, but for the eight goals that we've conceded, I don't think he could have saved any because of how I, I said the word shambolic yesterday. Our defending's been because. You shouldn't be giving, as a defender, there's no way. For their third goal, you'd got Keane and R Richarlison having a free header. 
from and about 10 yards out. You, you can't get away with that in the Championship, let alone yeah. in the Premier League. Well, I don't get why, because I thought at times last season, we, we looked, we had some games like Millwall away, yeah. where I think we, we looked really solid, we looked really organised, but when we get the ball, we can play. And I know, obviously, the step up from the Premier League is a massive step up, but I think Everton and Leicester, the two sides who are probably going to be in the top eight this season, probably even the top six. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's a great meter stick for where we're at, because they're probably not teams... Um, you'd, you'd expect us to get three points on, but I don't, we shouldn't be getting hammered. And no. I feel like we, we're our own worst enemies because, like you say, if you don't mark people in the box yeah. and you're letting Premier players jump up on their own and have a header at your goal, then you're probably going to concede from it. And if you're doing it three times in a match, four times in the, the other one, the, 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 the first goal as well, where we're not marking people, it's just a recipe for disaster. And I, it's a shame, really, because we took the lead yesterday and I thought we played really well. And then we can see, it was a sloppy goal to give away. Yeah. Um, and then we can see the one before half time, and then Gibbs getting sent off didn't help. No. Um, and then we come out in the second half, we get back in it at 2 2. And even then, I kind of thought, you know, 10 against 11, they're probably yeah. going to win the game. Yeah. And then five minutes later, they get a free kick, they put it in the box. Free header, Johnson saves it, and then somebody follows it in to tap it into the, the open net. Yeah. It's just so basic, and you've worked so hard yeah. to get to 2 2. Getting fuming again, I think. You're so hard to get back to two two, and then you just chuck the game away. And we've, you know, we've got to get better defensively. And I feel sorry for, for them in a way because you know they have spent a bit of money, but the only money they've spent is bringing in the players that they had last season. And I'm sure the manager uh, would have wanted, uh, you know, many more players in than what he's had. Yeah. But still, you, they've got to be organised. They've got to be better at the bat. They've got to set pieces at the Premier League to a club like us are crucial. Both ends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There'll be matches this season. We, we saw under last summer in the Premier League under Tony Pudi, set pieces can win a league of matches. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm not saying we want to go back to that style <laughs> of football, but, you, but in, in the Premier League, you've got to defend them properly. And then when you get one yourself, you know, that, that's like you know, a golden goose, golden egg moment, a chance for you to score from a set piece. So we can't be conceding the goals that we are. And it's a shame because we played some really good stuff and there are glimpses that we can be a good team this season. Yeah. Like that first half an hour against Leicester was decent and then you know we took the lead yesterday it was a great goal wasn't it yeah and I think that's what excites me on the country we've got players with pace who can run at people who can take people on Dean Garner looked really up for it yesterday oh, look, look think, you know, against a Brighton or a Burnley what could he do but again yeah. even against teams like that if you give three headers away you're going to concede two or three goals in that game I just hope that um, it's not because I think with Everton, I think we did come out in the first half, and then. But the thing with Albion is, you look at we say we've got four games coming up where we've got the likes of Fulham, Brighton, Burnley, and Southampton. For me, in previous seasons, we give those teams too much respect. Where against Harrogate, first ten minutes the other night, I thought we gave them so much respect. Um, and if you give that much respect to a team like that, and they get an early goal, you're struggling again. So I would like to see us on the front foot in those games and if Dean Garner and Pereira are on the front foot you know you know things are going to happen yeah I, mean, I didn't see the Harrogate game if I'm honest but you, you know you've got to respect that so then that was a game of their lives you know what I mean that was probably not to blow smoke away our own backside yeah. to Harrogate Town that was probably the biggest game in their history so it was never going to be a walkover we got the job done and we did it 3-0 uh, but those games are crucial I think the Chelsea game next week might be another one where I, I'm, I'm just hoping we can defend a bit better and yeah. better. if we lose it um, you know, but we play a bit when we got possession and we cause them a few problems, but we defend better, we defend set pieces better. Yeah. And we lose that game, I'll be happy. But then the four after that are crucial. But for me, Ben, the most important thing 
years, this transfer window. They've got to get yes. people in. They've got to strengthen the squad. I'm not sure the squad at the moment is, is probably quite good enough. And he said himself he wants Karinovic. I don't know what you think. Do we need him back, Karinovic? We definitely need a striker, but... I don't know. I, I feel like they need somebody to just hold the midfield together a bit. You know, like a sort of a Darren Fletcher or Cody Ayaka. Yeah. I know they're not the, the most exciting players in the world and they just get it and pass it sideways or pass it backwards. But I feel like Liverpool more likes to go sort of like charging after the ball, doesn't he? And Sires' yeah. game isn't really the, the, the sort of, you know, he's not a ball winning midfield. I like Sires and I'm, I really, because I, I think he's a great player for us last season. And I hope he can adapt being like a local boy because I think it'd be. Albion fan in the team doing well but I think those two could maybe benefit with somebody I don't know a lot about this kind of Gallagher but somebody in there could just hold the midfield together yeah. just sits in there doesn't want to go running about just sits in front of the defence you know yesterday when that ball was played into Rodriguez he'd have been there in his face trying yeah. to carry in a wrestle and, and, and tackle him um, and also I, I we, just a bit of that experience. I mean, if, if, what's the centre back call from Chelsea? Ivanovic might bring that. Yeah. But you do worry that we concede a goal and heads go a bit. So you need somebody like that, Darren Fletcher, to yeah, it's you know, just hold it to, you know, you concede a goal, just hold everyone together for 10 minutes. Let's keep it tight. Let's not, them, not let them get another one. Uh, and then we'll start playing again. So I'd like to, I, I, I don't know about you, you might disagree with me, but I'd rather a midfielder like that than Karinovic coming into the club. I don't know what you think. No, yeah, we've mentioned earlier on um, something that um, was a bit of a focus this week on the podcast was Sam Fields based on, uh, obviously yes. you said you didn't see the Harrogate game, but I think he was probably one of those players where, again, no offence to Harrogate, but he, he showed that he was miles above sort of that level. And it was, could he be that player that could sit in front of the defence um, and let people bomb on? But obviously... There's something for me where I like Samfield. I think he could do a job, but there must be some reason why no manager, our last four managers in the club, have sort of given him that chance. Yeah, I agree. that's a good point, actually, because with our budget at the minute, um, it looks a bit like we, we can only afford to bring in two more max. Yeah. Uh, and that looks like it's going to drag on to the deadline. So if one of them is going to be Karinovic, then the other one has to be a striker. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if we don't bring another striker, then we might as well just give up now. Yes. Um, but you might be right. It might be being a bit creative and, and looking inside the box, as it were, and using Sunfield. Um, because a lot of managers have really rated him over the years. They've kind of sunk his praises and said, you know, he's the one who's come yeah. to the academy. He's probably got the brightest future. And then when he went on loan to Charlton, um, he, he did all right there, didn't he? Until he got injured. Yeah, yeah. But for yeah. us... I mean, I wonder if when he was playing for us in the Premier League last time, he was playing in that Puli side, uh, and he, he didn't really get much of a look in. And then I think when he started to get more of a game was in the Pardew year, wasn't it? Really, yes. where we weren't that great. So maybe he, that was not a great year for him as it, as it wasn't for the team. But I mean, I'd like to see him given a chance. I mean, if they don't bring in a holding midfielder, then they have to think about a way that's because I, I don't. I think with Liverpool and Tries, as much as I like them both, and in the Championship, when we're one of the best teams in the league and you know, we can play with those two in midfield because, you know, we're going to have most of the ball, most of the yeah. chances. And if the opposition score one, we can still go and score two or three. That's not going to happen in the Premier League. So he might be a good option, actually. Yeah. Um, Sam and he had the good game against Harrogate. So that's a good show. I think, obviously, Tuesday night um, against Brentford in the Cup will be massive for Field because no doubt Field's going to play again. And I think Slav will <laughs> want him to sort of take that step up to say, look, you've done it against Harrogate. Can you do it against one of the best teams in the championship sort of thing. So I think Tuesday night will show us where Sam Fields at and if he can take that leap up to to helping out the midfield. Because I think, so, as you say, defensively, you've got Livermore that's probably your ball winner. And then 
Stoyers can't win the ball a lot, but he's he's probably the best passer that we've got in the midfield. So mm. could could Field be the one that sort of lets Sawyers go on a little bit more? Felt I'm not saying he's going to go and play as a number ten, but um, could he be one that sort of just doesn't do the defensive work, but he takes it from defence to attack? Well, it's something to think about because I, I don't know what you think of this formation that we started the season with, but we seem to be getting overrun. Yeah, it was downways. It was one that I thought against Leicester. It just I thought I, after the game I thought this can't happen again. And then when no. when the team against Everton, I thought, oh, we're going to get battered here. And first half, I think it, it looked well, but it's one of them where you go down and it just seems to. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's mentality and they don't believe in the formation. But as soon as we start losing a game, it sort of floodgates open and there's there's so many gaps. I, I know yesterday we were down to ten men, but. Um, as you were saying, they were picking us apart, weren't they? And they could have scored as many as they liked, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess against Leicester, he did it because we we had the three centre halves, and they they probably played that way so Jamie Vardy couldn't run in behind, and he didn't do be fair, did he? Really, I think yeah. um, you know his two goals come from from penalties, but I think we, we just seem to get swamped in the midfield. I, I'm one of them people when I'm watching the Albion. I can only nip out for a wee in the middle of the match if the match yeah. goes a bit quiet or yeah. dies down a bit, and I just felt like yesterday. It was just like a constant barrage of pressure. I think I held a win for about 70 <laughs> minutes yesterday because I just couldn't walk away from it because I, I felt like I'd go for a win, come back and we'd have conceded it's three good. goals. I mean, yeah. we did have a go ourselves, but we'd attack and then I, I felt when we lost the ball, they'd just over-swamp us a bit. I mean, we did have that spell, didn't we? After we went one and we, we kept it quiet for about 15 minutes. Yeah. But again, when they got into their stride and we had the man sent off, it was just like a, a sort of royal blue wave of pressure that we yeah. couldn't kind of deal with. I, I would maybe go back to the formation that we used in last season. You could maybe put field in there um, with, with the two midfield. Yeah, definitely. I do think it's something that um, obviously on Tuesday night he's got he's got to put his stamp on it. He's got to control that game and uh, get mm. get man of the match. Uh, another player that did well was Edwards. Um, Edwards is one where I really would like um, a bit more depth in the squad and for him to have gone out on loan to have a full season because I just think that he's going to be one of those players for us that only gets a handful of games every season and that's not going to help. He looked very good against Harrogate, but I think he's just one that really could benefit with having a full sort of championship season behind him. Well, it's just, I, I like him as well, and I, I think you've got to think with uh, Dean Garner and Pereira, he's probably not going to get much of a look in. But then, if you look at uh, what, what, what's going on with Grzycki at the minute, because I, I, I quite liked him at the end of yeah. last season, and I think uh, off the bench, yeah, he'd be. I think he's great at that. Uh, Phillips, I think, is probably had his best days for us now, hasn't yes, he, really? I yeah. think you're not going to get more than 20, 25 games out of him, and I think... You know, if if he's starting every, I, I like Phillips by the way. I think he's done really well for us over the years. But um, I'd probably say that Edwards is above him in the pecking order at yes. the moment. Yeah. So I mean, again, maybe because we, we, it's been said, uh, you know, he might just be paper talk. We're only going to get two more in max. Uh, if that that he's probably got a role to play, and he might be coming off the bench this season. And you know, there's no better stamping ground for him to do it in the Premier League. Um, rather than sending him out alone for the year. And, you know, he scored goals for us in the Championship. Um, I, I saw the goal that he set up for, for Callum Robinson against um, Harrogate in the week. I mean, his feet were just insane. Yeah. I mean, it's just brilliant. If you know, Massimo Ronaldo did that, it'd be like oh, going yeah. viral, wouldn't it? You it know, it's would. brilliant. So, so I do think he's got, you know, for me, I, I'd be having him on the bench with Grzynski. 
You know, if you're yeah. one nil down chasing a game, there's worse players you could throw on. And also, if we're narrowly holding on to a lead in a match, and we need somebody with a bit of legs to throw on, last 15, 20 minutes, you know, you can't do any worse than him. You know, he can carry the ball, and I think he's getting better all the time. So I think he's, you know, between him and Grzycki, probably even him ahead of Grzycki in the manager's eyes at the moment, yeah. is that wing you're bringing off, off off the bench at the moment. Yeah, and then obviously, as you say, we do need a striker coming in. Um, yeah. We've been heavily linked with Carl and Grant. I think that's one where we would have got done by now if we hadn't have signed Dean Garner. But as I've said before, the opportunity was too too tempting for Albion to, to not sign Dean Garner when the opportunity arose, which has then obviously put the finances down. We've been linked with Troy Deeney, who personally, I would like Troy Deeney. I think he's... I would snap his hand off. And what was interesting yesterday, Ben, was uh, Austin wasn't even on the bench, was it? Yeah, no, so I... Um, a lot of stuff came out on Twitter when that happened, questions being asked, but I haven't seen anything out since to say that he was injured or that he's on the move. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, was well, um, the going to go, isn't it? I think Penis Hall or, you know, Touchwoody will be off. Yeah. Um, and if they get rid of, if they do, if they do manage to get Austin on, who I imagine is on decent wages, that could free up that wage bill to then go and bring in Tridini on loan or somebody. Um, I'd like to see Grant brought in because, you know, he, he scored, was it? 18 goals or probably yeah. even more than that last season um, in, in a poor Huddersfield well, side I, I think Dean is one of those players like I was saying about a, a Darren Fletcher his experience he was captain of Watford wasn't he yeah. uh, he's a big lad as well so he can hold the ball he can, he can lead the line he scored goals at that level and also with the local derbies this season they don't yeah. like him in Vinner and Wolves and he's got a good record against them yeah. so a lot of players in, in our team like that but if Austin was, was left I mean it might have just been that he got a knock or yeah. was feeling unwell or whatever but if he's on the move and Zahor's on the move um, I would because I know Andre Grant's is it is that, is that Andre Grant the one from uh, Andre Gray yeah Andre Andre Gray sorry he's another one who's uh, linked with us I'd rather us go for Dini and yeah. and Grant off yeah. off Huddersfield. <laughs> Yeah, and um, the thing um, I think the thing with Dean is I think Billich likes him, but I think Billich is trying to bring a younger sort of um, player through. So I think it'll be one that is probably done on deadline day. I think if we've got Grant in and the opportunity for Dean arises, I think it'll be one where Slav says, right, yeah, let's get him through the door. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Dean would be a ten o'clock, you know, breaking news on Sky yeah. Sports News deadline day yeah. signing where. You know, he's driven from Watford, you know, he's stuck yeah. in traffic. Can I get there? Can we get the facts? So I think it'd be one of those sort of deadline day signings. Um, but I, I think it'd be a great addition. I mean, it's so frustrating, isn't it, that the window closes? Is it the end of October? So we've got to play six or seven games with this squad. I mean, the last time we were in the Premier League, I think the window closed after the first game of the season. They brought it forward, which means yes. yeah. all your business is done before you kick the ball. Your squad's in place, but it's just frustrating. Um, that this squad, I mean, you know, they might, you know, don't surprise us with a win against Chelsea next week. We don't, we don't think about anyone there, brilliant. Yeah. But, um, you know, it would have been nice. I know it's strange times at the moment. We already had a pre season, but it's just frustrating that we're going to be six or seven games into the, the season. Probably we might not have a striker bought in by then. We yeah. might not have Karinovic back or whatever. I think Kravinovic as well is one where I think the club sort of if they don't get that striker if they don't get Grant in I think to keep Bilic happy they're going to have to get Kravinovic in because all transfer window every question that Bilic has been asked is always said Kravinovic is one that he wants through the door so I think it's going to be one that the club need to think if we don't get Grant in we need to keep Do you think we need Kravinovic? 
I, I personally now now Gallagher's in. I, I've said um, before. I don't think he is needed, but I think he's someone that's good off the pitch. So if the opportunity came and it wasn't too much, I think I'd have him because he'd be good. He gets on well with the players off the pitch, and I think that would come across on the pitch. Um, well, when finances are tight, though, you, you yeah. don't want to want players just to be cheerleaders. If you're going to buy somebody, you want to buy somebody or that's going to be in the team. Yeah. So, so I kind of feel like if 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 Billich wants to sign him because and you know Billich is the manager, it's his prerogative to pick what team he wants. If he's signing him because he's saying right, he's going to be in this team week in week out, then fair enough. But if we're signing him and that's you know taking wages away from another player, we could have just have him on the bench and just to be funny on social media then I don't to the point yeah and one thing that I have um, we haven't seen yet is Hagazi this season now I think Slavan what's did, going on Slavan did come out last week and say he's injured but there is always interest from the Saudi leagues um, we've had mm. every season and um, I did read in pre-season I'm not sure how true it is you know on social media you've got all these um, new fan pages giving you false news um, and um said that if he played one more game for us, um, there's a clause in his contract, which means he'd get um, a bit of an increase. So I'm not sure if that's why they're leaving him I don't out. know how true that is. I, I, again, I read something somewhere saying that when we got promoted, he got an automatic increase. Yeah. But I just wonder if... Uh, I mean, like you said, it might be that they're waiting for an offer coming in from, from abroad, which is significant money, and it might pay for somewhere else. But if you think we've got a Joye Bartley, Ibranovic is coming in, O'Shea can play at centre-half, so that's four in there already. So it might yeah. just be that he just sees him down the pecking order below all those players and he's on his way. It might be the same with, with Charlie Austin. That's why he wasn't involved yesterday. I think there are players who, especially Higazi, if you can get him abroad, is a player who's going to get a decent fee yeah. if you can send him over there. Yeah. So that, you know, that can hopefully go straight to Billich to then go to somebody else. You know what I mean? If somebody's going to come in and pay five, six, seven million for Hagazi, yeah, you'd probably take that. Oh yeah, I think you'd bite the hands off if because I think we desperately need this goal scorer. So I think we just need to try and get as many funds in as we can. Obviously, at, at the start of the window, they said Gibbs was going to go, but there's been no one coming for him. So um, I think that was where they looked at probably getting another five million in. You probably fat a championship club would probably pay that for um, for Gibbs, but. I think Albion are trying to get Grant through the door and I think they're probably trying to offer Huddersfield Zahore or Austin and that could be why Austin wasn't involved. Um, but no, it's going to be a long season. Um, do you see us staying up? I always say yes because I like to be positive. Yeah. Um, I think I think what you've got to remember is this season as well. Last year we were trying to get promoted. And I think if you're trying to get promoted or, or win a league, then you have to win every single game, don't you? And if you drop just one point, do you remember last season we won six in a row and we drew at Wigan? Yeah. And it's all doom and gloom because every point when you're trying to get promoted is absolutely crucial. In a relegation battle, it's a lot different. And I think. In the Premier League now, the gap between the teams at the top and the bottom has got even further. So, you remember a few years ago, Teddy Pudis used to always say, the magic 40, I want to get to 40. Really now to stay up, if you get to 34, yeah. you give yourself half a chance. So, I'm not too concerned that we've lost the first two games, and if even if we lose to Chelsea, because you look at Villa last season, they come out of lockdown and lost you know, they could win for Toffee yeah. and then they won two games at the end of the season and, and, the... and stayed in the league, you know, because the teams around them didn't win. So I'm not too concerned. I think for us to stay up, we're going to have to do better in those four games we've got coming up after Chelsea. Yeah. And you've just got to take points off the teams around you, really. You know, and if we can get up to 34 points, 
I mean, that'll be cutting, you know, that'll be tight, but you give yourself half a chance. So, yeah, but, I mean, I, I'd say yes. I mean, you know, if you ask me again at Christmas, it might be a different answer, but we've got to be positive, haven't we, at the moment? We can't ride them off after two, just two games. Yeah. And they've worked really hard to get there. We're there on merit. So I'm going to say yes. You know, are we, you know, we'll need more when we play the likes of Burnley, when we play the likes of Brighton. No disrespect to them, but they're the teams. Sheffield United, who did well last season, but I think they might not be as good this season. Yeah, they're teams who are probably going to be around us in the table this season. So they're the teams we've got to take points off. We've got to be better at the back before we play those teams. But, you know, I, I think when we've got Burnley at home, Dean Garner is good enough to go at their defence and have, you know, he, look how well he did yesterday. So we've got players who can hurt teams. Yeah. So I'll say yes, keep the faith. You know, we all have to win every single week to stay. We've just got to win the important ones and hopefully win the local derbies. So yes, Ben, we will stay in the Premier League this season. I think uh, I think that's great positivity. And um, do you miss being at the stadium? Do you miss, obviously, um, we all want to be there, but would you want to no. be there when there's 1,000 fans in the ground? Is that something no. that... To be honest, if they offer, if they said to me, "Do I want to come back when there's only one thousand fans?" I'd probably decline the offer, actually. Yeah. Uh, which is strange to say because we've not been at the football so long, but I miss it so much. But for me, the thing you know, you're, you're a medic ended like me. The yeah. thing I love the most about the football, or I'm actually the proudest, uh, the, the most proud thing for me about being in out. But one of the many things that made me proud to be an Albion fan is the atmosphere we create matches. Yeah. So I kind of like to be in. in the standing on the gong chanting and singing along and getting behind them. But if we couldn't do that, it would feel a bit weird if we all had to sit there, you know, spread out across the East Stand in, in masks. So I'd, I think I'd probably rather wait until we can get back in the stadium. I'm missing it so much because it's such a big part of our lives, isn't it? And, yes. you know, whether they win, lose or draw, play well or play badly, we'll support them, we'll love them and we'll follow them forever. So to not be able to get behind them. And last season was so tough. You know, at the end of the season, there were matches like Fulham at home where they really needed the crowd behind them and we could have been there. And quit. Imagine the atmosphere in the stadium for the QPR oh, game it, that, on the it, last day of the season. The be. stadium, would have, they would not have been allowed to draw that 2-2 with that atmosphere in that ground. Yeah. We'd have carried them over that line. You think of the Leicester game last week, first game of the season, full house, the Smeddy fan all on their feet, chanting for the team. Yeah. We went 1-0 down. We'd have got going again. We'd have got beyond that. They wouldn't have chucked the towel in. Uh, they did. Well, I don't want to say chucked the towel in. That's unfair. But I think their heads dropped a bit. Quite naturally, because they were playing a good team. But if the crowd were there, we'd have been beyond them. We'd have been doing our bit. And I, I just feel like, I don't know, being an Albion fan, I kind of feel like part of the team in a way. It's a fan. Yeah. It's my job to go there to sing, you know, to be behind them, to try and lift them. And I feel like it's like watching, you know, you can't help them. You want to be there with that Leicester match, you know, chance. For them, getting them going, giving them encouragement, you can't. So I am missing it, and I can't wait for us to be there. I don't if you were offered to go when there was a thousand, would you go? Uh, I've said I wouldn't. I prefer not to because yeah. because I just think if you sat there with a thousand people. Uh, You've been to games before where there's no atmosphere, um, and it's just it's boring for me. Um, obviously, yeah. like if you get a win, you're going to be happy, but I don't think there's going to be much difference than being in the stadium with a thousand of you than watching it watching on TV um, yeah. or watching it in the pub with your mates. Um, so yeah, it's one of them where obviously they can't bring everyone back in one go, but I think it's one of those where if I got offered a ticket where there's only a thousand in. Um, unless it was sort of a big game at a derby or whatnot, um, yeah. I'd be there for sort of um, bragging rights if we beat the Wolves. Um, but I think hopefully by the time we play Wolves in May, we'll have some. We'll we'll be safe by that point, and uh, there'll be fifteen thousand of us in the ground to see us beat I them mean, again. Wish we're thinking, but imagine if that. Derby comes around when we play Wolves at the end of the season. We're desperately needing the result yeah. to try and stay in the league. 
it will be like Villa in the playoffs if we could have yeah. the, the whole ground in there. And I would say this, I, you know, because you know the Wolves. I, I'm loving all the, the banter on, on social media. It's brilliant. And in, in my job on, you, you know, radio too, and stuff, yeah. when Albion lose, I got loads of fans having a go. But it's all, it's all, it's all like art, and you know, it's all, you know, they're always good with me. The, the Wolves sometimes, and, and vice versa. But I kind of feel like that derby at the end of the season. If if the Albion fans are in the ground and we need to win that match, we are winning that match. Yeah. Because that's what Albion fans do. You know, if you trace it back, back to the Crystal Palace promotion game back in 2002, when the fans are needed to carry the players to a big match, they will. And yeah, I just yeah. hope we are back in the stadium for that derby at the end of the season. But I, I think I'll do what you do, actually, Ben. I think I'll wait until we can all be there. Yeah. And hopefully it's not too far away. I think it's one that the the fixtures they have looked at and that is the reason why it's so late in the season because it's probably easier to police it if there's more people in the ground than if there's people in pubs across across sort of West Brom and Wolverhampton sort of thing. So I think it's something that they've looked at to put towards the end of the season in light of, of having sort of fans in the stadium because then they're all in one place and they can see what's happening. It's just the same because we missed out on the promotion last season, and I think you know it, it, last, last season was a brilliant season, wasn't it? And I, yeah. I, I thought like you know we were all beyond knowledge. You know, he did a fantastic job. The players that we got in were brilliant last season, and I think that would have been really special to have all been there for the Queens Park Rangers match, pitch invasion, carrying the players on our shoulders, the celebrations. I live in London now, but I'd have come. I, I only if I only come to the home games on a Saturday because obviously with work I yeah. can't get back up for midweek ones. But I'd, I'd have driven back up for the Queens Park Rangers match if we could have been in the ground. And you know, back in the Premier League after you know two years, and when we were there last season, there was a lot of negativity about but now we've got a manager everyone likes and his philosophy and I just think that Leicester game on the opening day would have been really special and I know it sounds stupid to say because we don't go on the pitch and play but I think that match would have been a different story had there been a crowd yeah. we, I'm not saying we would have won because they still probably would have beat us but I think I, I think when they were 1-0 up it was, would have been tough I don't think would have um, the players' heads would have dropped because the crowd would have still been behind them yeah, no, I completely agree. So hopefully we can get back in the stadium soon. Um, you think we're going to stay up? Um, I love the positivity. And we do need a striker. So um, hopefully um, the next time I see you, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll be in a stadium and things will be looking a bit more rosy. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but no, thanks for coming on today. Um, and Thank you for having me on. Well done for doing this. I think it's great. Well done, you. Yeah, no, it's something that um, I, I'm on furlough at the minute still. Um, so it's something I'm sat around now. I've completed Netflix and I just wanted to um, sort of do something that's a bit fun and get everyone involved in something. Yeah, well, all the Albion fans listening to this, so make sure you spread the word and put it on your Twitters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, unless... Uh, Get behind Ben because it's a great podcast. Yeah, that's great, mate. And thanks so much. And uh, I hope to speak to you again soon on here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Cheers, mate. See you later. Bye. So that was Richie Anderson, who was wonderful today. Um, really good to speak to him and get his views on the matters. Um, that is something that we really do want to do, get more fans on each week to just discuss what's happening because different people have different views. Um, and I think that's the best way to get them across, to get people on. So... Uh, thanks for listening and I will see you next week where hopefully we're still in the cup and we've beat Chelsea.